Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, AKA Longform Luke, and this is the Loans On Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents. And uh, today I'm excited because I got my good friend, Devin Denofa. He is a real estate entrepreneur, high performance coach. He's got a whole bunch of things that he's good at, but I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. Known Devin for a couple of years now, and I'm pretty excited to have him on the show. I think it's going to be good because, you know, for this show, originators, right? Like, you know, you want to know what to do, how to talk to a real estate agent. Uh, and so this is the perfect opportunity for us to have a conversation about what a, what a real estate agent wants out of a loan officer uh, partnership. So welcome to the show, Devin. Super excited to have you, man. Luke, thanks for having me, brother. And like I said, prior to this call, you, I've, I've been fortunate a lot to see your amazing growth dude, from the past couple of years, ever since we met each other, man. It's been awesome. You should be super proud of yourself. And uh, it's been fun to watch, man. So thank you very much. And I look forward to adding as much value as I can to help all the loan officers, real estate entrepreneurs that that follow your show. Awesome, man. Yeah. And and, uh, so just tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Give us like a quick, you know, 30, 60 second sort of intro into who you are, uh, what the journey has kind of looked like and like why you're in this space and to begin with. Yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, my name is Stephen Denofa. I'm based out of uh, Philadelphia and New Jersey. Currently right now, I have a a real estate company team, TCS Group, New Jersey. We do around 50 million in sales last year. We helped around close to 200 families. But prior to that, man, you know, I had really no people in the real estate industry in my family. I got kicked off the team on my high school football team as a captain. I thought I was going to go play college football. I had college football letters. Then I went into restaurant management and worked my way up very quick, became the youngest manager in a very big franchise called Carabas Italian Grill. When I became front of house manager, got fired uh, for, you know, you typically don't want to mess around with girls when you're in management. So I, when I was young, I made that mistake and, and I thought that was going to be my career. And then, you know, now you know, I'm, I'm a faith-based guy. I felt like uh, God transitioned me into a different position. I don't know if how I did it was his plan, but for the most part, he pulled me out of that business. And I was like, man, what am I going to do? And then I just really had an interest. I mean, it's like a weird situation now. I'm not too, you know, dialed in on the million dollar listing shows because I know how scripted they are. But for the most part, that's what piqued my attention, man. I always knew I wanted to get the most out of life. I wanted to make a really good living. I wanted to be wealthy, but I also wanted to do something that I felt like I could really enjoy. When I Mm -hmm. saw real estate and housing, and by the way, I didn't need a college degree to do it. Right. So then, you know, to kind of speed this up, man, I went all in on real estate and, you know, built a pretty good business, man. And, um, you know, I've, I've accomplished some of the goals that I've always dreamed of. You know, the, the house that when I was younger, I like the neighborhood I dreamed to be in. Uh, I, I bought that, you know, a shore house was always one of my big goals. I acquired that. My family and I recently acquired a farm too. So, mm. you know, we're getting very heavy into real estate investment, the dream properties that we always wanted to have. But, you know, most importantly, you know, we built a team of great people. And this next year, we got so many amazing things in the pipeline, big new construction projects, like things that I've always dreamed of getting into this business that I had visions of are now becoming a reality, man. So it is very exciting. The real estate business is, it's the sky's the limit if you're willing to put in the work. 
There's really sure. no ceiling to what you can do. And this is one of the businesses too, man. Real estate equals freedom, right? If you take the money you make and start learning and investing into real estate, one of the biggest wealth building avenues in the world, right? You know, that's the thing that most realtors don't even think about is the opportunity to build wealth and not just make money selling houses. So I know I went down a few rabbit holes, but I felt like this was very important, especially if there's realtors listening to your show too. Sure. And no, absolutely. I think it really applies to, to both sides, right? Because, you know, obviously we're talking a lot about uh, marketing strategies, how to grow your business, but it is important, right? Like what do you do with the money that you make? I mean, loan officers and real estate agents can make a whole lot of money, especially in 2020 and 21. And then, you know, unfortunately most people, what they do is instead of investing it, they spend it on, you know, cars and things like that, that like, yep. you know, doesn't get them any sort of uh, wealth build, building capacity or capabilities. Right. And so that's cool and all like it's, it's cool to buy your, the things that you want, but at the same time, like understanding that there is uh, you know, a bigger game that we're playing and we're trying to, to, to build, you know, wealth and legacy and things like that. So uh, that, that is huge, man. So great. Appreciate you bringing that up, man. And I love, love your story. Was it always like, just really quickly, like, was it pretty easy to get into real estate or was it kind of like a, a grind? Like, was it like at the very beginning? All right. So to actually get your license is pretty easy. Right. And sure. It's, you know, when you think about a business to start, there's really no cheaper business to start than a real estate business, right? There's a very, unfortunately, low barrier to entry, which is why you got to be very, very cautious on who you hire, because all they have to do is pass a real estate test, you know what I mean? And pass right. a crime, you know, criminal background and all that stuff. But the funny thing for me was I'm not too book smart, man. I will hustle my butt off, man, and I will make stuff happen. But I literally fouled the real estate test probably five times. I probably have the record over here. Five times <laughs> the first year, dude. Then I had to go back another year because you have to retake it if you don't pass it within right. one year. Then I retest it and passed it. But for the most part, just like anything else, man, it's like, of course, dude, you're starting a business. It is a grind, dude. Your first year, I mean, I ended up closing 12 deals my first year and, uh, you know, made a decent around, uh, amount of money, but I took it all and dumped it into a, a house that I was rehabbing. So then mm -hmm. guess what I had to do, man? I had to go get back to bartending, bro. I had to go find income until I can build this back up, right? Because in the beginning, I was like, damn, I learned really quick that, yo, a commission job, you can't just spend all Now, I invested it, but still, man, it was... It is, and it's still hard. It is still a grind, man. I don't want to be the one to sit here and talk about, you know, hard work. We've heard it a million times over from some of the, pretty much every influencer and everybody trying to be an influencer on social media. But man, there is a ton of ups and downs. But I'll tell you what, man, when I eventually started going all in on my personal development, that's when I felt like I became bulletproof, had a bigger vision, led, became a bigger influence to make people want to continue to work with me more not just buying, selling, and investing in real estate, but also join me to build their real estate business too, man. So the personal yeah. development side, when I started going all in on that, a lot of things changed for me and helped me um, win those mental wars that I had when I was like, you know, what first two years, three years, I became so visible on social media. What happens? Everybody starts hitting you up to hire you, to give you those golden handcuffs to work for them and, and wave a six-figure right. salary in front of you when you're starting to grow a business and you're only making 40 grand a year. Then you're getting right. hit with taxes. Then you're like, damn, I just worked my ass off and I'm literally bringing home nothing. It's very easy to quit and not hold the vision when somebody flashes a six-figure salary in your face and buys your future. But guess what right. happened? I continued to hold the vision on where I wanted my life and I wanted to work for myself. And it's very easy to say that. Most people say that they want that, but it's a gift and a curse. You have to be built to earn 
earn working for yourself in that life by design that most people say they want to have, but aren't willing to put in the true effort to build that. Yeah, man. I, I love that. It's uh, I think I posted the other day, but it's just like, you know, being an entrepreneur is like the hardest, hardest thing that you can probably do in life. Right. Like it's, but it's also one of the most fulfilling things you can do. So I, I do think there's a, a massive amount of upside to being an entrepreneur, but on the flip side, there's a massive amount of heartache and, and fear and, and things that you have to go through that, like, honestly, like, yeah, it, it grows you as a person, but it's really hard to go through situations, right? It's really hard to go. I mean, we were just talking, um, you know, we were recently sued uh, last year. I, I mean, I didn't think that was ever going to happen, right? Like, that's, that seems like something that was like, that's just crazy talk a couple of years back. And then, you know, made enough noise where, you know, we were noticeable enough that people were like, hey, you know what? Like, that's kind of a, a trademark that we have. So uh, you got to stop, stop using that. So, you know, things like that is like, those are the things that you don't think about, right? Like the, the big problems that end up coming up, like so many people are like, Oh, I want to be that famous rich dude. And like, got to think about uh, Tony Robbins, right? I, I was watching something that he said the other day and he's like, you got to think about like how much pressure he had like during COVID. He's like, dude, I had a hundred and something companies and like COVID hit some of the companies like literally shut down. He's like, so I had to not only manage my own state, I had to help other people manage their states. I had to like, that forced me to grow. Like, so you got to think about there's levels to this, right? Just because you've like personal developed up to this point where like, Hey, you can do this. Guess what? You get to that next level. You're going to have a bigger problem. It's going to cost you a lot more money. It's going to be a lot bigger, but you built up that foundation that grows this. I don't know. I don't know what it is. The muscle internal muscle of like, Hey, you know what? It is what it is, man. I dealt with that last year. Now I'm dealing with this, this year, you know? And the future is going to be something bigger that I can't imagine now, but I'm just growing that sort of, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, this, this resistance to, to fear and resistance to doing things. So I, I think that's the biggest thing with being an entrepreneur. It's like you legitimately have to, you have to be willing to bleed for what you believe in or bleed for what like you're, you're building. Right. And I know that's probably what you went through. And even now it's the same thing, right? You get to different levels and there's different things happening, right? Like there's probably different, different things you have to deal with now, you know, doing 50 million in production you know, versus when you were doing 12 deals a year, right? No doubt about it, man. And that's why, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. And that's why, you know, personal growth and, and all this work that you're doing, as far as becoming better mentally, physically, spiritually, to continue to win wars, to continue to grow and do amazing things in your life. It's not a destination, man. You always have to continue. And by the way, part of that growth is when you get sued and everything that you right. learn from that, because guess what's going to happen, Luke? You're a very influential person and there's going to be people that want to do what you do that are going to seek advice that you're going to mentor, that you're going to hire. And guess what? You're going to be able to share this story with them on what you learn and save them potentially $100,000 or their company later, you know, literally going bankrupt. And five years from now, you're going to be like, man, that's why that happened. Because now I have such a callous mind. I'm reading uh, the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I haven't read that, Amazing. but he came out with a new book. So I wanted to listen to the first book. And man, the audio is incredible because he does interviews at the end of every chapter but he calls it a calloused mind. Meaning like when you go to the gym, the more reps you do, the stronger you get, the bigger calluses you get on your hand. Cause you're always growing. You're always getting dirty. You're always trying to get stronger. Mm -hmm. So he calls that a callous mind. So your mind can go through because of his experience, because of the reps you put in more than most of the average people out there that would fold, that would shut their business down, that would never start back up again under another name, that would just go and literally throw in the flag to the dreams of their future and take a salary job because they quit. Oh man. And trust me, that's, that's uh, crossed my mind, but it never no was ever a reality, it. right? Like, you know, some days it's just, you know, you just, 
you just don't want to get out of bed and you get out of bed anyway. Right. And so, um, it, it, it is, it's, it's a, it's a grind, but it's the best grind ever because you get to do it and you get to do it for yourself and you get to do it the way you want to, and you get to do it with the values that you've created. And so there's so much there. And, and I love the personal development conversation because I, I know you've gone deep into it. I know when I first got into it, I was, you know, I came from a, you know, a religious sort of you know, Christian background and it was kind of like, oh, you know, the woo woo stuff was kind of always kind of frowned down on upon. I realized a lot of that yeah. stuff's in the Bible, things like that. But I also realized that like, I thought like some of these guys like Tony Robbins were like snake oil salesmen, like that's all BS until I implemented the, the, the habits, the, the routines, the, the strategies that they talked about. And I realized like how important personal development was in everything. Right. Um, and and it, it is one of the biggest things, again, one of the reasons why I've been able to stay, you know, consistent as well. And it's like, I fall off, I fall off my routines, but I realize when I start to feel sort of down or low or whatever, I know that like, it's most likely because my habits, my routines are not in line with the actions and activities and the things that I need to be doing. Right. And so it's like, it's easy to sort of self correct because you've, you've kind of built up this, Hey, I know what it's like when I feel good. I know what it's like when I'm doing things in this sort of, you know, autopilot mode how do I get back into that state? Okay. Well, here's the things that it's going to get me there. It's going to be eating well. It's going to be sleeping well. It's going to be you know, listening to motivational stuff, exercising, right? Like, so all of these different things that are really going to propel you forward that for whatever reason we decide to fall off on, we start to drink alcohol. We, you know, we eat yep. fried food. We start to do these things. Next thing we know, three weeks later, our energy's low, all these kinds of things happen. And it's just like, that's just not how, you know, this, like, I don't know, we're just humans, but anyway, like, I do love this personal uh, development conversation. It's it's super pivotal. And if you talk to anybody that's a top producing loan officer, real estate agent, uh, really entrepreneur in any space, they all do personal development. They all have coaches. They all invest in their self. And the people that typically don't do that are the people that are stuck, that don't move past certain levels, that continue to stay at the same level year after year after year after year after year. Check this out. Some of them can still make money, right? Some of them sure. can still have the fancy car, but guess where they're not winning? in their health, with their families, with their right. marriages, right? With their own self. They're not winning the war within their mind because money is just one part of true success for me. Sure. You know what I mean? Money's a tool, right? And, and it's definitely something to always pay attention to and you want to win financially. There's no doubt sure. about it, but there is much more to just, just financials. Now think about how many billionaires you know kill themselves, right? Because you have mm -hmm. to consistently work on your mind, on clarity, on gratitude, on new visions, on turning success into significance, right? So, you know, I felt like that's very important because I know somebody's, well, I know somebody who makes a lot of money. They don't go to the gym. They don't invest in personal development. Well, how well do you know them, right? Outside of their bank account, how else is everything else? How is their health, right? How's their marriage? What do their kids think of them? Right. right. Are they actually happy? All these different things. Exactly. Are they fulfilled? Right. Truly happy. Yep. Right. That's a question. And, you know, and I think a lot of it, and we'll get into some questions here in, in a second, but I think there's a lot of it. Like it's one thing that I did. I, I mean, I just grew the business because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. So I grew really fast. 2020, 21, we grew really fast. It's like, oh, we just got to scale, scale, scale. And I realized it was out of alignment with some of my values. And I had to pull back and I had to understand like what it was that I actually wanted to accomplish and why I wanted to accomplish it. So that I had that driving factor again, right? I, I really got burnt out for like, I'd say a good 12 to 18 months. And part of it came down to like, you know, the goals were not in alignment with the values and the vision that I had for personal 
So I think part of that is like, you know, understanding what your values are and what your goals are. And there's no problem with, with building the business and all those things, but like, you have to understand what it's for, right? Like, what is it for? Otherwise you're just going to wake up and be like, what am I doing this for? Like how, like, why am I grinding every single day? Like, I don't understand what's happening. And so I do think it's huge to, uh, to, to go there. And, and I could, we talk about this all day, but I want to get into some yeah. of the sort of like, let's, let's talk a little bit about like, and as a real estate agent, right? Like, you know, you probably get hit up by, by loan officers or maybe you don't, right? Maybe you don't get hit, hit up by loan officers, but if you were to like partner with, let's say a loan officer is to approach you, like what are some things of value? What are some ways that you believe that that someone could bring value to you in your business as it is today as a 50 million producer. And then maybe we can talk a little bit about like what it would have been valuable, like maybe when you were earlier in your career. So this is a great question, man. And this can really solve a lot of mortgage lenders problems, man. If they really like pay attention to this, right? Because the typical cold call, Hey, could I do open house flyers? Can we sit down? Could I pick your brain? Can we talk about how there's different ways that I can help you. That's old. That's tired. Everybody knows it's the typical script sales pitch that you were taught when you got your license, right? So the first thing is this, man, and a lot of people do not build a brand on social media at all, right? Mm -hmm. Most people don't. Are you even somebody that if I followed you, I would even be attracted and inspired and motivated to even want to do business with you? Right. Like, are you putting content out there that like, man, like you show up as an authority as like, man, it's cool to like, it's a bragging, right? It's a flex to say, I work with this guy. Have you ever followed him? Also is a lot of your content. Here goes another way. Put out content that would make realtors want to share it. Right. Now I said, put out content, which is a lot of most people's problems, right? They don't put out content. Mm -hmm. Right. So you need to create, I just did a video on this, what is called fame brain right? To your audience, to realtors, right? They need to be like, wow, man, you know what? I've been seeing that guy's putting great content out. I see him out at networking events. I see him doing this. I see him winning that. I just want to be a part. This guy's a winner. I just want to be a part of what this guy's doing. You know what I mean? You got to be the lighthouse. You got to be the bug light to realtors right now. That's one way is through your brand, through content, how people follow you, just being different than most of the other realtors just posting freaking advertising flyers. Um, another way to, is this, and this is where you come in, in line, Luke. I, and I tell lenders all the time, like, this is the deal, man. I have my lender relationships, but if you give me business, I'll give uh, you, know, I'll reciprocate and then we can start building our relationship there. But this is how you do it. I always tell people, and this is a, I see it time and time again, and it blows my mind. If I was a mortgage lender, I would be the one investing into buying leads and make realtors chase me because I have the leads. You follow me there? Like, and, and let's just say, Luke, you're a top producer. Let's just say I'm a, re- I'm a mortgage lender, right? And I build content around all the things that I do to self-generate leads. And by the way, only the realtors who I exclusively work with have access to the leads. Right. So imagine if you're a top producer, Luke, and I'm like, next thing you know, you're like, I'm always showing up on Facebook. Next thing you know, I'm interacting with your posts. You're interacting with mine. I start promoting the like, you know, pictures of the leads that I'm getting, like realtors pumped up about closing, whatever, like about how I help their success. Next thing you know, I see Luke is doing a lot of business. And I say, Luke, I shoot you a message. Luke, man, you know, uh, listen, I, I only, I don't deal with every realtor because I typically provide a lot of value for my people, unlike most mortgage lenders. But this is the deal. I, I like what you're doing. I think that because of the standard that we have, you'd be a good fit to work within our ecosystem. Um, but this is what I'm going to do for you, man. Over the next week, I'm going to send you over a few appointment leads. You know what I mean? All I ask is for you to follow up with them. Now, granted, 
listen, man, this is what we do. Understand that every lead isn't going to be a slam dunk. I can talk with you or your team about how to convert leads, but you know, I just want to give you a taste of what it's like to be in my world. And if you, you know, and be one of our true partners, right? Sure. Next thing you know, over the course of the week, I have one of my assistants email Luke uh, a lead and says, Hey Luke, listen, I just want to let you know, we have a book lead. They're looking to speak with somebody tomorrow from two to three. If they don't answer, let me know, but please text, call, follow up. Right. And then I message, Hey man, just wanted to let you know, we already fired over a lead team man. Have a killer day. Let me know if you need anything. Are you kidding me? Dude, I've never had a mortgage lender do that to me. Right. Yeah. And then, man, their wheels are spinning. Right. It's like, wow. Like, I've never had a mortgage lender straight up add value to me and straight up send. Cause that's what realtors, let's face it, dude. Let's cut the BS. What do they want? More business. No, not more open house flyers. They want more business. They want more leads. Right. That's what they want. You know, if you brand yourself and you're doing major things and, and they see you like, you know, there's another level of really attracting people to do business with you. Again, are you an authority? If I follow you, do you even look like an authority? Most of them don't. Most people on social media, like most, I mean, I talk about real estate and loans. It's like, sometimes oh, you yeah. go to their pages and you're like, do you like, what do you even do? Oh, you're a loan officer. Oh, I didn't even know that. You couldn't tell because you're a silent assassin over there. You, you literally have zero content on your page. You have nothing in your descriptions that show that you're a loan officer or a real estate agent. Like, that, like that's not going to get you business. And I was funny. I was just talking on the, on the last podcast. It was the same, same thing. It's like, if you don't, if no one knows who you are, like you could be the best loan officer, the best real estate agent ever. And no one's going to do business with you because they don't know who you are. Like, it doesn't matter how good you are at your job. If you aren't in front of people. And I think that's the biggest thing that, that most loan officers and real estate agents don't understand is that like your sales and marketing first, and then you're whatever doing the, the actual stuff that comes with the job, but like, you can't do your job until you get the people to actually talk to you. So that's the number one thing. And, and I agree. I mean, that's one of our biggest principles is, you know, I actually, I actually even tell people don't even send them leads, send them pre-approved buyers. Obviously there's yeah. going to be a little less of those, but like, again, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I feel like you can't, uh, you, you can't necessarily depend on someone else to convert the lead. So if you've created a good conversion process and you can just convert yep. them and turn over pre-approved buyers, like that's really what they want. Cause at the end of the day, you said like, Hey, you know, they want to close more business, right? They don't want more work. So you send them a bunch of, and a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll, they'll generate cheap leads, right? The cheap dollar, yep. fi, you know, 50 cent leads. Those aren't going anywhere. Right? Like, so someone's going to call. Most of them aren't even doing that leak. Mo Luke, well, of course, of, of course. Aren't even doing that, that. That would be better than, than nothing. But yeah. I think that the biggest is like, you know, if you can give them a pre-approved buyer, especially if there's someone that, that produces like, no, I mean, like you said, like you need $50 million. Like if someone could bring you some, some couple deals, like, okay, well, you know what, maybe, maybe I, uh, I, I change lenders here, you know, and, yeah. and sorry, sorry to Devin's current partners. You know, if, if you're listening to this, I promise he's yeah. loyal. <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. But I mean, listen, I tell everyone, I'm like, listen, man, like, oh, somebody, oh, why, um, you know, why, why don't I get business from so-and-so in your team? You want to know why? Because their lender actually sent them qualified business. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what it is, man. Like, you know, we can be friends, but at the end of the day, the business relate. And man, I'll tell you, people need to audit heading into this year who they're doing business with and see if it's a reciprocal relationship. You know what I, I mean? I like, agree. that's just, yeah, that's just the bottom line. So, yeah, best case scenario is a straight up, like, pre qualified buyer, obviously, 1 million percent. But I'm just sure. saying, like, man, even if, a, even if a loan officer, like, you know, had something in place to where, and there's ways to do it. Luke, I know you can teach people and have things in place to actually set booked appointments, but mm -hmm. like, you know, like even that, cause this is the deal, man, even with realtors, you have to do the work for people. That's it, man. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Online leads me like, even for my team, 
Online leads mean absolutely nothing if they have to call on them like a savage and work their butts off to get them on the phone and eventually it just it almost is like more work for them. And it's not it sure. makes it like not a gift anymore. Now, when I came into the real estate business, I would be head over heels to rip those phones, but most people aren't like that. If you send right. them leads and they got to work their butts off to eventually get them on the phone to try and qualify them, and it's not a slam dunk, it's not even like a gift. It's like you just add right. more work and then they get frustrated and then, man, it just kind of like backfires on you. So right. what you're That's saying, exact, just like you yeah. said, it's like, dude, just like a lead that they have to consistently follow up with that they didn't even answer the phone to raise their hand, they just opted into something that may piss somebody off. You know what I mean? Oh, but I've if seen you it. at least say it's booked, then it's like, hey, man, this was booked. And then because you know, most agents don't know what it truly takes to handle a lead correctly with the follow-up right. process. That's a whole nother coaching conversation there. Well, yeah, and that's what you, and you brought that up. Like, hey, you know what? Like we, you know, we have conversion coaches. Think, you know, obviously like if you're just a single guy, then hey, you know what? I can literally train your your people how to convert online leads. And that's a huge skill. And I was, I was actually telling one of our clients, I was like, he used to work in a, in a call center. I said, he was just getting out of, from Consumer Direct and going into, you know, being like a regular boots on the ground retail, sort of like just regular loan officer that doesn't just get a bunch of leads handed to them. And I said, dude, you know how much value you have? The average person doesn't know how to convert leads. Like you can teach a class on that. Like even if you're not yep. getting them pre-approved buyers, like go go talk to a bro like a broker owner and say, hey, you know what? Would like would it serve you guys if we we did a training on how to convert online leads? Yeah, I'm sure most broker owners would be like, oh yeah, heck yeah, I don't want to have to train train that. That'd be great. You know, and maybe not all of them, but some of them would. Who cares, yeah. right? Like, and that's value that that you have to give. You don't have to give leads. There's just so many different ways that you can give value. I think. And again, I'm you know coming from a a guy that generates leads, like there's so many different ways. It doesn't have to be leads, but oh, it has to yeah. be something that's actually valuable to the person. Not, I can give again, you a bunch. Yeah. I, I, let flyers, me, bro. Yeah. Well, like listen, flyers, let me, um, well, let me give you uh, a few others, right? It's just your top of mind for me. Cause I know that this yeah, is what you sure. do. And I think that is the quickest way to get sure. people to do business with you. If you can Agreed. show them that you're investing into their business by having qualified leads, most Mortgage lenders do not prospect that way. And I, it, it's mind blowing to me because they can get so many top producers if they operate mm -hmm. it like that. Agreed. But let's just say again, putting out Alex Ramosi always says, when your free stuff is better than people's paid stuff, you will always win. So when they follow you and you're putting out information, education, edutainment, when they're following your reels and you're giving them content that they can share with their database or they reshare because if their audience hears that knowledge, it motivates them to want to buy a house. If you're putting out shareable content all the time and with the mindset of, man, would a realtor share this because this makes them look good and this motivates people to buy houses, you will win. Just be consistent with that. Let's just say you host networking events with specific good people you want to get in a room. And you're like, hey guys, listen, listen, Luke, man, I just want to let you know, dude, I host networking events, but I get really good quality people in these rooms. These are private events. And hey, man, I want to show you the network that I'm a part of. And I want to show you to add value to you. I want to invite you to this one as the exclusive realtor so I can get you in a room with a bunch of good people that could potentially be referral partners to you, right? Mm -hmm. That's huge. Networking, adding value, putting people in certain rooms sometimes is better than just a BS internet lead. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I agree. I mean, there's, there's so many different ways you can do it. And, and even like I said, it's, I do think the best and fastest way is like you hand off a proof buyer, oh, but yeah. again, there's, there's so many different ways that like, maybe you don't have the type of budget to, to do that. Okay, cool. Like there's a lot of different ways that you can bring value. That's not the traditional, Hey, let's go to coffee and let's talk about how I can help you grow oh, your dude. business. Like, like, I mean, it's, come on, dude. Like that's so old. 
it's it, yeah uh, and it's like and that's why and that's why i mean we talked before we started this but like i was actually asking are you getting bombed by by lenders you're like no not really and and, and it surprised it kind of surprised me but at the same time it didn't because if you don't have a good value proposition when you're calling real yeah. estate agents that's got to be a bad proposition oh let me just go call a bunch of you know 40 realtors on mondays knowing that i have zero value to give them other than i do my job the the right way and i have rates that everybody else has and that turn times that everybody else has I mean, that's, yep. those, none yep. of those things are valuable um, at the end of the day. And they're, they're, they're valuable to a certain extent, but they're not valuable to earn a new relationship. I did get a hit with one really good cold call. Like it was like probably at this point, three months ago, and it uh-huh. was a mortgage lender. And he literally opened up the fall or the call. He goes, first off, this is a cold call. And he like paused. And I was like, I didn't even know what to say, dude. I just started laughing. I was like, all right, man, just continue. And then he was like, all right, cool, man. And then he went into the thing and it was just like, it didn't seem like he read a script. You know what I mean? It was, it was just like, I don't know. Like that was a really good way to start off the call. It was like almost comedic. It was humor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which breaks a lot of walls when you tie in humor. Um, but that it. was a good one. That was a good one. I, I felt like I had to bring that up because somebody could definitely use that and, and we get a couple of chuckles. We use that. And people, what's funny is that like that, that opener makes it so much easier. Cause yeah, like you said, it breaks the ice. You can pitch them. It is what it is. Like, you know, a lot of times they'll be like, yeah, you know what? I'm not interested, but you know, obviously thank you for letting me know. I, I use the same thing. Even when I'm cold emailing, I use like funny, like I try to be comedic. Cause it's like, at least people don't like, it's not the same thing. It's it's like, it, it stands out. And so even if they're like not interested in doing business with you, it's like, Hey, you know what? I loved your emails, but you know, I'm not interested right now. Cool. Great. But at least like you're standing out from everybody else. I still think that's, that's key. Cause it will get people to listen, which is ultimately what you want. So I know you're you're you know running running to uh to a different thing. So I wanted to uh, you know honor your time. But any if there was like something that that what would you do today if you were to start over? What would you go out there and do to, to kind of build your business? Okay, if so, if I was a mortgage lender or a realtor, either way. Okay, so your list. This is geared towards mortgage lenders. What I would do if I were a mortgage lender is all right. One thing I would build is having monthly happy hours. Mm. Right. Like, and literally inviting realtors and making it a party, right. Having other vendors there. Right. And um, maybe, maybe creating real estate masterminds and bringing in somebody that's an authority, you know what I mean? But make it fun, make it cool. Sure. Right. So right out the gate, you can build that. And what can you do off of hosting a, an event? Right. Is that an easy phone call to make? Hey man, this is the deal, dude. Devin Denofa. I work with, you know, warrior mortgage. And man, I just wanted to let you know, we're, we're hosting a big party and we're inviting, you know, a lot of the realtors to come hang out, network, dude, there's going to be uh, live music. We're going to have food. We're going to have drinks, come out and have some fun. You know what I mean? And uh, I would love to have you there, you know, whatever. And then they start, you know what I mean? It just breaks the ice. That's a, that, right. that one event is prospecting calls for the whole month. If I, you become the man, you got to be, or the woman, you know what I mean? Like that's one thing that I would start doing like right out the gate and start crushing social media, right? Adding ad value posts into realtor group pages on Facebook, you know, Hey, taking other realtors listing, sharing it and tagging them, writing good things about them. You know, Hey, you know, listing spotlight listed by Luke, check out this beautiful blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that, dude. I would do interviews with realtors on Instagram mm. live, on Facebook live, yeah. you know, just to share, hey, find the top realtors in every market and be like, yo, man, can I do a brief Zoom with you that we can record and I'll drop it in that township page on Facebook to get you more exposure. Huge, huge. Yeah. Right? And podcast, just some sort of little podcast show, man. That's 
That's a, a huge way. That's, that's a, I mean, I love every single one of those things. It's all things that people could do with a pretty low budget. Maybe, maybe, well, the, maybe the happy hour would be a little bit, the, the only one that would be like a little bit more expensive, but the other ones are all like pretty much free, free things that you could do that could go grow your business right now. Don't just immediately say podcast. Cause I know what's going to happen, right? Those yes. ideas, people are then going to not do it because they said, Oh, Luke said podcast. I don't have the microphones. I don't have the sound system, right? right? All right, these right. things that they're going to complicate and then they're never going to execute. No, I love it. what I am saying is literally I do. I have a real estate. And by the way, follow this, me and David Meltzer, he's a, like a, a very famous entrepreneur. We have an Instagram live show called the real deal real estate show. And we bring in some of the highest performing people, like inspirational stories, real inspirational stories from real estate entrepreneurs. It could be mortgage, it could be developers, commercial, construction, realtors, right? And it's an Instagram live show. Everybody tunes in, we piggyback off of each other's followers, and that builds authority, that builds presence, and that's free. All you have to do is go on Instagram live. Same thing with Facebook. You can do a live and add somebody to there, or just record a Zoom. Remember that. Like this, I could record it, download it to my email or my phone, and drop it in the township page and add a really good copy above it showcasing the realtor blah 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 blah. all this stuff is free man you just got to execute don't overcomplicate don't overthink just execute it's never going to be perfect yeah that's that's exactly right i mean at the end of the day it comes down to you have to put in the work you have to execute i mean like nothing nothing else matters again like we talked about like goals goals without like actual action doesn't really matter so if someone wanted to connect with you learn a little bit more about you your business or anything like that uh, i know you have a coaching program as well for uh you know for producers or whatever, not even producers, for people that are looking to level up their uh, their their performance. Yep. Um, where can people connect with you? Learn a little bit more about you, man. Perfect. So devindanofa.com, D-E-V-I-N-D-I-N-O-F, as in Frank, A, devindanofa.com is my website. Instagram, devin underscore denofa. Facebook, devin denofa. Um, yeah, very easy to find me there. I also have a, uh, a community as a performance coach. I have what is called the Harvest Performance Growth Community. And what that is is a uh, personal and professional growth community. And what happens is I come in there each month. We have a coaching topic on business development, personal development, but I also bring in very high level entrepreneurs biweekly to come in and speak on specific, whether it's personal or professional business, brand building, tactical Mm -hmm. stuff to help entrepreneurs and all businesses level up. And they're learning from literally the best in the nation. I, through my networking, invest in being uh, specific rooms. My coach is a very like inspirational entrepreneur, one of the biggest world thought leaders. And I leverage his network to find Forbes magazine entrepreneurs to come in, speak to my community. It's literally 147 bucks a month. It's a fancy dinner and you get access to people that you got to spend thousands of dollars to see on stage. And it's community, awesome. man. Everybody find your community, whatever that is. If you're trying to level up, I have something called the C4 method. First thing, first C is having the courage to say, I'm going to do bigger. I'm going to think bigger and I'm going to take the steps to do what this massive vision of my life looks like. The second thing is coaching, hire a coach that specifically niches on what you're trying to level up on. Now mm-hmm. I'm a performance coach, all the other things, whether it's marketing and all, that's like adding to, uh, you know, tools to the toolbox. I work on the mainframe. What I do is help you execute all the other stuff that the coaches are going to tell you to every day show up as the best version of yourself with high energy levels, no matter what happens around you. The third thing is community. Find your community of entrepreneurs on the same mission so you can organically motivate each other, support each other, have resources for each other. And then the fourth thing is consistency. 
Be on this journey, no matter how hard it gets, keep showing up. If you hired the wrong coach, don't be like, see, everybody said coaching's BS. No, you just hired the wrong coach. Find another coach. Look at their track record. Make sure that they've done what you are looking to do. That's going to break your business free, break your life free, whatever that is. But you got to be consistent no matter what. And don't quit because you will get there. You follow those four C's. I call it the C4 method. It doesn't matter where you're at. You can use that to level up to any level you're trying to get to. You just repurpose it. Yeah, I love that, man. It's a huge, I mean, I, I like those little acronyms or whatever they're called, uh, but but it works really well because, I mean, those are all the things that you really need if you consistently remind yourself of the things that need to happen. You talked about it, right? Like consistency. It's, I think that's the, the, the key, courage and consistency. I mean, you know, community, those are all huge things that you need because I think community is one of the reasons why I've stuck around long, long enough because, oh, yeah. you know, you see other people that go through the same issues that you go through and also see massive success. So you can stretch your vision Yep. But you can also, but you can also see that other people are also struggling, right? You're not the only person that's struggling at this. Everybody struggles. Everybody goes through hard times. And I've seen you do it. I met you through community, right? Yep. Uh, a marketing community of all the same people as you trying to level up, sharing your struggles, mm-hmm. working together. Hey, if somebody loses, people are picking you back up to continue to grow, right? You've hired coaching. I've seen you hire, you know what I mean? Like the, everything that I just said, you've implemented mm-hmm. the bottom line. You know, you had the courage to go off on your own and think big and be your own business owner, right? And, you know, the coaching, the community and consistency, you just got sued. What are you doing? You're still coming back. You're staying consistent on this path, no matter how hard it gets. Like, cause that's the true, t- and that's where performance coaching also comes in the consistency part to help you stay consistent. You know what I mean? Yep. With all the other stuff that you're going to invest in to learn from all the tactical stuff, all the shiny objects that you're going to put onto the vehicle or whatever that is. But remember, and it ain't just motivation. Motivation is like NOS to a race car. It's only temporary. Discipline and consistency wins the race. That gets you to the end. The motivation fires you up for a little bit, which we all need, but that ain't going to get you to the end of the race. You need that discipline and consistency. Yeah, I love it, man. You know, I, I'm just going to close out. I think the biggest sort of takeaways that I got from this were was be loud and, and uh, take action, right? Be loud on social media, be loud about what you do, uh, talk about your, you know, what you do. I mean, find ways to give value, right? So, but you have to do that by being loud. You got to do that by, by putting out your content. Obviously, we talked a little bit about a lot about personal development. I think that was a huge uh, thing that we talked about as well. Um, and, and personal development leads right into taking action, right? So yeah, you can do all this personal development, but if you're not actually yeah. taking action, it doesn't matter, right? One of my favorite quotes is a, a quote by Derek Sivers that said, if we were all, if information is all we needed, then we'd all be billionaires with six packs. <laughs> and so, so, so that's, that's the thing, right? Like information and all that stuff is, is great. But information isn't power. Knowledge isn't power. Implementation is power. Actually yeah. doing the things that you know. And it's funny, I was at a, at a mastermind, funny enough, and I was talking about some, some something with this guy. This is early, 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 like way early in my career um, and doing this. And uh, this super successful seven-figure, eight-figure guy, I was talking to the guy and I said something like, oh, I know, I know, I know. And he's like, you keep saying that word, I know. But, <laughs> but the thing is, like, you're not actually implementing those things. So do you know? And I said, yeah. huh. And he basically like checked me and he's like, He's like, knowledge is actually doing. You don't get to know something unless you do it. And so that really changed and shifted my perspective. And I just remember the, the, him doing that. And it was just like a, not, not a slap in the face. It was like a, hey man, like, you know, you say, you know, but you're not doing the things that you say, you know. So like, dude, you're not you going to have that conversation if you didn't mess, invest to be in that mastermind. Your friends yeah, are not going to tell you that. You know what I mean? Like, that's why that's so important. That is a 
life-changing lesson right there because you made the investment to show up to a mastermind. I would yeah, say knowing I'm is not enough. Same thing. Knowing is not enough, right? Doing, you know, getting out there and actually executing. But I love that. Yeah. If Say that. Well, I'm going to write that there. Yeah, yeah. That. If, if knowledge is what we needed, then we'd all err. If information, if information was was what we needed, then we'd all be billionaires with six packs. To quote by Derek, information. I, I, it's was a little bit. All we needed. I got yeah, it. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit different. I think I think it's a a little bit different, but it's pretty much that same concept that like information is not enough, right? The implementation, the you know, and, and people talk about that. Like, oh well, I had that idea first. It's like, well, hmm. guess what? Someone else went out there and implemented <laughs> your idea, whether it was your idea or not. They implemented it and got the results, right? It doesn't matter who Love has it. the idea. So thank you so much, uh, Devin, for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. Uh, obviously, I've seen you grow uh, around the same time, right? We've, we've been kind of on this journey for a while together, oh, yeah. and it's been, it's been awesome to see you grow as well. So thank you so much for being here, for sharing your wisdom. From the perspective of a real estate agent, obviously, we talked a lot about personal development, but we also hit on the concepts of, you know, what would it be like to give value back to, you know, a good producing real estate agent, top producing real estate yeah. agent, right? 50 million is, is nothing to... Uh, Nothing to, uh, you know, uh, whatever. It's good. It's good production, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot of uh, good production there. So if you're a lender looking for ways to give value back to your real estate agents and you're looking for a way to flip the status quo on real estate agents, you can go to flipthestatusquo.com, show you some ways that we're helping loan officers flip the status quo. If you're interested, check it out. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning into the Loans On Demand podcast on loansondemandpodcast.com. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.